You're a successful business owner or entrepreneur. You love it, but it consumes your entire day and sometimes your entire night. This is the Seven Figure Builder Show. It's a backstage pass to the minds of those who've already cracked the code. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. And now your host, Julie Baranek. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. My name is Julie Baranek, founder of Seven Figure Builder, where we help high achieving CEOs connect with their dream clients to scale to seven figures and beyond. And I'm here today with my friend, Chaz Wolf. Hey, Chaz. What's up, Julie? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This will be a lot of fun. So first and foremost, where in the world are you? I am in Kansas City, the the town of barbecue and chiefs. (laughs) We won't go down the Taylor Swift debacle. You know, (laughs) she has been here also. You can tell which side of the the train tracks my interests fall. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Although my wife may be a little different. My daughters do know that she's a fan now also. So that's been fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, mine's a big Swifty, so I can't talk badly about her, but <laughs> awesome. And for those that haven't had the pleasure to meet you yet, can you tell us just a bit about what you do with your business? Yeah. So first off, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have a portfolio of companies. We're in retail, franchising, hospitality, home service, several different things. But inside of my main activity, where I like to spend the most of my time really, is a mastermind community called Gathering the Kings. We've also got a podcast and we can talk more about that because I'm sure that's a big part of how you help your clients. Definitely. Definitely. So you cover a ton of different areas, right? So yeah. tell us a bit about your story. Like how did you get there? Well, so yeah, that, that's a little bit of a story. You're right. Grew up single mom family and just didn't have much really is kind of the honest truth, but always wanted more. And so I felt like there was a, a uniqueness to my humble, maybe beginnings or humble approach, but yet a desire for more. And that's really what has got me to where I am today, this desire for more, but then just the willingness or the humility to just go after it. And I think that's what has drawn me to so many of our members inside of Gathering the Kings is that they're just the same. Whether they started with nothing or grew up single mom family, most of them are first generation. Most entrepreneurs in general, 85% are going to be first generation successful or wealthy. And so there's a uniqueness to coming up with nothing, but being humble enough to recognize that like I need help along the way or just the willingness to outwork people. So I worked really hard. My mom showed me that. I mean, she worked two and three jobs her whole life. I got married pretty young. I've always been pretty decisive. I picked her out and said, she's the one. <laughs> we mutually agreed, but we've been married now for, for 15 years. And that's been a huge part of my success as well. And then along the way, learned sales, learned marketing, kind of just like read a bunch of books, personal development, learned a skill set in, in sales that kind of parlayed me into wanting to buy my own business, bought several businesses, started several businesses, and kind of the road is a little bit complicated after that, you know? Awesome. Awesome. So talk to us a bit about Gathering the Kings. Like, How did that take you to where you are today? Yeah, that's a great question. So I really looked into the marketplace. I've been part of like group coaching programs or other what you know what they call masterminds, but nobody was doing it the way that I read a mastermind is defined in Think and Grow Rich. And the way that it's defined by Napoleon Hill is that there's two or more people working in the spirit of energy, effort, or you know, energy effort and knowledge, working together in unity or harmony towards the same definite purpose. And really what I saw was just a bunch of group coaching and gurus, which is fine. Like I've been in there. I've been, I've paid for those programs. I got a ton of value. I was able to grow several of my companies because of things that I was able to do or pay for in those fashions. But, but really a mastermind is about 
peers getting together that have different experiences, that have different, you know, specialized knowledge, as Napoleon Hill says. And because we're able to kind of take off our crowns as kings, right? We take them off. There's no peacock and there's no beating of the chest because we're all entrepreneurs. Like, why do I need to prove myself to you? Right. We're just here to learn, grow that humility again around the table because we want more. Grateful for where we're at, for sure. I have things in my life that nobody in my family has ever had, but I'm not done. So there's a gratefulness and a not done spirit that we all kind of have. And we're collectively pressing each other on to, you know, all that we're designed for. Yeah. I love that. And you mentioned with the masterminds, I think so often people use that term to elevate their program because they feel like it's something more special, something more unique, but you end up getting away from that original purpose of it. Yeah. And I love your focus on humility, gratefulness, like the core beliefs of who we are and what makes us powerful, right? Is working together towards that singular goal, which sounds simple in and of itself. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's personal development, right? Like at, at the finest, everything you just said is like you individually becoming the best or ultimate version of yourself. And the cool part is that that exaggerates or accelerates when you're around other people who are also interested in becoming their most ultimate version. And then collectively, as you, me, and whoever else is around the table are pressing into becoming the ultimate version of ourselves, we then are able to really develop the power that Napoleon Hill talks about inside of a mastermind, because I don't need to know what you know, right? You don't need to know what I know. You now know me. That's the power uh, that's developed inside of, of a network like this. And when you have the just relationships that you're genuinely building back and forth with people that actually want to be in your circle and run with you, things start happening like really fast and you start overcoming a bunch of like the isolation, being by yourself, making heavy decisions, like all those things that we talk about. You're just like, oh, it's so hard to be an entrepreneur. And it is when you put yourself in the right circles, it just weight lifts because other people can help you carry what we call the weight of the crown surrounding yourself. I always like to think of surrounding myself with people that are smarter than I am, right? Like it helps you move towards that goal and really elevate yourself. But to what you mentioned, it also combats the isolation and the loneliness that so often we end up feeling disconnected from our friends, our family, like they don't have that same vision and that same goals and the same drive that you have. Yeah. So how has that, would you say, transformed the lives of the guys and the people in your group? Like how, how has that played out? Yeah. So, I mean, first off, everything you just described is true for even your listeners. We've all gone through it where, or maybe they're still there, where nobody else gets me. In essence, is what you're saying. Right. I can't talk to my spouse because I don't want her or him to be stressed, depending upon if we're talking king or queen. I can't talk to my team because I don't want them to leave and think this place is disorganized and and chaotic. I can't talk to my buddies because they don't have a business. Like you said, they don't understand. And so really, the only thing left for me to do is just close my office door and put my head down and do it myself, right? Because who else is going to do it? Nobody's coming for me, right? Nobody's going to come to help me, except for what if there was a reality where you had someone not necessarily coming to your rescue. That's not what I mean. But if you can strategically put yourself in an environment where it's not a coaching program, although those are helpful and everybody should have a business coach, a mentor, that type of thing. I'm talking about a room of winners, where you just walk in and you know, and even in order to show up into the room, you're going to have to be a better version. And it doesn't just mean in business. It doesn't, I mean, okay, so we make money, fine. We're successful. Well, that's like one of the elements. And I'm sure you've talked about this plenty with the other other guests because building a seven-figure company or an eight-figure company or a nine-figure company is not about just the dollars. It's about the people inside. 
It's about you individually growing, you and your family, it, your health, you know, fitness, faith, lifestyle, like all these things. When I think about my family, like I have young kids, I got four young kids. Wow. I can say it's about my family, but if I'm not intentionally growing that part of my life, am I really winning in all areas or am I just making a bunch of money? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's about holding each other accountable to those things as well. Like it's not just the bottom line, like you mentioned. Right. So how does that, when we think of mastermind, I don't personally automatically think of retail and home service and like all the other things that you mentioned with your business, but talk to yeah. us about how those relate and how they connect. Hey, real quick, it's Julie. I just wanted to say thank you for listening every week. I absolutely adore you and so appreciate your time and your commitment to the show. And I truly love creating free content for you to grow your podcast and your business. And if you want to take our relationship to the next level, I know I would, or you just want to monetize your podcast without ads or sponsorship, hop into my free web class that'll show exactly how. Just go to sevenfigurepodcastbuilder.com slash monetize, and I will see you there. Now back to the conversation. Yeah. Well, so it's, I guess, experience, right? So you can join a group or go to a conference that would be specific to podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or there's those same things that can be for an HVAC company or fill in the blank, right? And those things are fine. I've been to plenty of those as well. And you get specialized knowledge and, and specialized knowledge is needed for growth in your business. So don't hear me wrong. You still need to go to those things. But the baseline or the lowest level part of that conversation is tactical. It's, hey, let me tell you what mic to get. Hey, let me tell you what system to use to record the podcast, right? And all of those things are amazing because someone who doesn't know those things needs to know those things, <laughs> right? But once you've built a business and you know the tactics, now it's about strategy. Now it's about ideas or creative thought or moving the needle and staying focused. And those are higher level activities that you have a podcast or a, a business that helps people with their podcast. Okay, cool. I have a business that does home remodeling and he has a business that that's a restaurant. Well, what do we all have in common? We're all building a team. We're all trying to uh, develop systems and process. We're all trying to think at a higher level and grow sales. We're all having to deal with offers and do different things in marketing, right? These are all higher level conversations, not tactics inside of my restaurant, and then even higher than that are going to be mindset and big, big decisions that we make, invest in, and even outside of the business. Hey, look, I made seven figures. That means you probably made two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in personal income. What are you doing with that? Because if you just went and bought a Lamborghini, you missed it. Right. <laughs> you missed it big time. There's other strategic moves at a very high level, whether it's real estate or whether it's other businesses, acquisitions, like there's just other decisions that now need to be made when you are making a couple hundred thousand or even multiple seven figures. Like it just gets, it just keeps getting up and up and up and up and up. I love that. And it's helping to elevate each other in all of those areas of your business, no matter what type of business you're in or whatever the market is. I think that's amazing. Yeah. The perspective changes, right? Like, so you and I are going to talk about podcasting on a podcast. Okay, cool. And so we're going to talk back and forth about maybe some things that you've done with your clients, maybe some things that I've done with my show all of which might be helpful to you, to me and the listener all at the same time, because it changes our perspective. And we wouldn't have had this new perspective, the mastermind, if you and I hadn't gotten together today and talked about this specific thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
So you mentioned, of course, that you have a podcast. So talk yeah. to me, how has that impact your business? How has that really helped grow things and get visibility for you? Yeah. Well, so I think there's a couple of different tactics around why your listeners should absolutely have a podcast. And if they don't, they should reach out to you and you can help them with that, right? Of course. <laughs> the value of having the podcast is hard to see at first. And so I'm going to tell tell you my journey because at first I, I'm not an extrovert. I'm a learned extrovert. Now that might be shocking because I'm a, I have a podcast and I'm talking pretty freely right now and seems a little chatty Kathy, but the reality of it is, is that I've had to grow into that. Right. And so being on shows repeatedly has something I've had to you know choose to do. So I'm encouraging all of the business owners out there listening right now who maybe are like, oh, the podcast is for other people. I listen, but I would never do that. Well, there are multiple reasons why you should still do it. Okay. And number one is authority. When you put yourself in a place of leading something, everybody else now sees you as the leader, even though you put yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> this is a huge conundrum, but it is true. Okay. So if you want to start a podcast on your HVAC company that you have or on your restaurant or whatever type of business that you have, and you want to add value to the marketplace, either other business owners or your type of customer, figure out who you want to talk to and what you want to talk to them about. But regardless, my point is, is that you've now positioned yourself as an authority in the space. And so as long as you're putting out valuable content, so Julie has me on the show today, and I'm not going to toot my horn, but guess what? I can talk from a perspective of having getting value from a podcast because I have one. And we've done well with it and it's gotten me clients and it's gotten me authority and it got me on the show with Julie and or whatever, right? My point is, is that build authority regardless of sales, number one. So you're building authority. You're putting yourself in a position to be the expert where people will listen to you. Even if nobody ever listens to the show and when someone researches your name and they type in Chaz Wolf in Google, guess what comes up? Yes, I got a bunch of stuff up there, but all of my podcast content comes up. And immediately someone thinks, what? This guy's a professional. He knows what he's doing. That's authority. Okay. Number two is you will shake hands. I promise you with people through your podcast, like Julie's doing right now. She has a guy on his podcast and he won't shut up about, you know, da, 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 right? So, okay, fine. But we're shaking hands. Regardless of anybody listening today, whether none of you take Julie up on her offer to help you create your own podcast, if nobody ever does that, and Chaz and Julie now get to build a relationship, maybe Chaz refers clients to Julie. Maybe Chaz needed help with a facet of my podcast that Julie can help me with. But the reality of it is, is that she's brought a strategic person onto her podcast that can give her audience value, which makes her look good, right? I'm increasing her authority by giving you guys great content right now based on my experience, okay? But then even beyond that, depending upon how well she does with building a relationship, there's going to be immense opportunity for her to continue to do business, whether it be with me or people that I might refer to her. And so regardless, we just keep going down the list, but those are the, the two main. I'd be curious to hear what you tell your clients, the main two reasons that they should have a podcast. Oh, goodness. There's so many reasons. My number one personally is the relationship building. So I'm very intentional of who I bring on my show, the relationships that I build, and I do it at a yeah. place of authenticity and being genuine, which I think is really important because so many yeah. people, I think, do it to, you know, kind of sneak in the back door or they have ulterior yeah. motives and people sniff that out. So I exactly. just encourage people to be real, but it is like you mentioned, it's a huge vehicle to have those strategic relationships and 
be able to have those conversations that you wouldn't normally have the opportunity to get. And absolutely authority building, credibility building, absolutely. Also the unlimited content and not just on like Google, like you mentioned, people Google you and your entire show comes up, which is more authority too, but you can repurpose these episodes into a thousand different things. And you have literally unlimited content, which is awesome. And then going back to those relationships is there are ways to then monetize those relationships, like you mentioned, of different opportunities and different connections and just collabing on different things. And like, it just, it opens a whole world of opportunities. So. Yeah, it's an incredible thing, really. And I love what you said about the authenticity because you're hundred percent right. I've been on plenty of shows where really the only thing the host is trying to do is build a relationship with the guest so that there can be a sale of sorts. And the listeners may not know that. And they, or maybe they've experienced that on their end. And they're like, well, I don't want to do a podcast if that's what podcasting is about. And I just want to tell them that Julie's doing it right. <clears throat> Building relationships authentically is how it is. And I'll give you just a really very good example. Because if you're a business owner listening right now, you know that when you plant good seeds, good things come up. Like it doesn't matter. Maybe it's a couple of days later. Maybe it's a couple of years later. I was a few minutes late to this podcast, five minutes late, because... I had a gentleman reach out to me who was on my show over a year ago. And we've stayed connected because I do a good job of building relationships. And he's got a new business that he just launched. He has a couple of other very successful companies. And he's like, hey, man, I think I need to like get some time with you. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I don't even know if he knew that I had a mastermind group. Of course, like when we talked on the show, I'm sure we talked about my business and his business, but it wasn't in a way of anything other than, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Let's talk about your experience. And so we can then connect and build a relationship over the course of time. And randomly, when it was time for him, he needed value that he thought I could give to him. He reached out and said, hey, I'd like to get a call with you because I think you might be able to help me. Case in point. <laughs> this is what authentic, <laughs> authentic relationship building looks like. Yeah, totally. And it's like you mentioned, the planting seeds. It's not a short-term game, but I yeah. think so many people get into podcasting thinking that I'm going to get a huge following, which you will, right? But a huge following and ads and sponsorships. But when you... Right invest yourself instead into the relationships and being authentic and giving like that's the other part of my show is I'm constantly just like it's my give to you I don't ask anything from you out of it other than lots of questions (laughs) that's it I'm done but like you said it, it definitely builds that relationship where a month two months a year people come back and they remember that and they remember how you made them feel obviously like that's people right. remember how you made them feel way more than what you said so that's right if you can build that authentic relationship it, it goes huge wonders yeah and most people are uh, authentic one themselves and they desire that and so uh, my encouragement to your audience would be if they don't have a podcast one in the process of thinking how they could be authentically helpful to other people, a podcast is probably pretty high on that list. Whether it helps their business or not, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll help their personal brand, like all the other benefits we're talking about. But most people that i found are pretty down to earth and they want other people to win too. And so how you can easily do that, especially as an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur right now listening to this podcast because you want to help your community. You want to help people on your team grow. You personally want to grow. And so I know that there's an element to your growth of being able to help those people and, or just give back in general. And a podcast is an incredible way to do that. And so again, I'm going to toot Julie's horn because she's not (laughs) going to do it here on this show. You should stop what you're doing. Stop listening to this show. Stop listening to my voice and reach out to Julie and start your podcast. 
Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Not just a toot my own horn. So I appreciate that, but it is extremely powerful to grow your business and, and really an awesome opportunity to meet up with incredible people out there. Like that's the other cool part too, is I talk to people literally around the world all day long. And it's just so much fun to hear their opinions, their perspectives, their, just their views on the world. And I've learned so much from the people that I have on my show, because again, I just bring brilliant people onto the show to bring value to you, the listeners. And I'm constantly pulling out the pearls of wisdom and it's just building my repository of how I build my own business. Yeah. It's like we're doing a mastermind. (laughs) What a novel concept. So for those that are thinking of masterminds, and like I said, there's been a lot of confusion in the marketplace of how to actually do this thing called a mastermind, but where would you recommend people to start if they're thinking, okay, I need to flip this thing on its head. I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, so first off, if they haven't read Think and Grow Rich, or if they have, they should stop what they're doing, download it, read it in person or or listen to it, whatever they got to do. The mastermind principle is one of the 13 success principles. And it is the only one that all 500 of Napoleon Hill's interviewees, the most successful people at the time, like Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, big names. It's the only one principle that they all unanimously agreed upon Hmm. is that The power of the mastermind is when you get together and you're all working together in harmony towards a definite purpose with the spirit of effort and specialized knowledge. And so when you have these things in the pot stirring, it is inevitable to gain power and the power is what you need in order to truly be successful in all these areas of life that we're talking about. And so number one, read that book. Number two, probably read it again. (laughs) Would be my second step, but you could easily, if you wanted to reach out to us or there's, I'm sure there's other like type groups. I just don't know if anybody's doing like a real mastermind, which is again, is why I started gathering the King. So gatheringthekings.com. If you're an entrepreneur that has been resonating with what I'm saying, cool. But there's, you can do a quote unquote mastermind with you and Julie talking about your podcast. Julie and I are doing a, a mastermind right now. It is two or more brains coming together with a definite goal in mind. And we're working with those components that I've mentioned so that we can see a specific result. That is a mastermind. You can do that inside of your own business with your team. I mean, Andrew Carnegie talked about this. That's how he built his steel organization. He didn't know anything about steel, nothing. Wow. But he built a team that knew everything about steel, right? And so this concept or the principle is something that you can apply in every area of your life. My wife and I have a mastermind. It's probably one of the most important masterminds that I'm a part of, right? Every Sunday, we have an actual meeting, right? But beyond that, we're constantly in frequency with each other, spurring each other on to whether it be new ideas or becoming a better version of ourselves or becoming like more kind or more humble or just all the things that we need to do in order to honor our spouse better. Like this is the value or the power that comes from two or more minds coming together, creating that other perspective that we've talked about. Yeah. And I want to touch on that just a little more. Like you've experienced a lot of success in your life very early in your life, right? And how has that either impacted or how have you made a priority for your marriage and your family? And I know that's a huge focus of what you do also. Like, yeah. how has that played out for you? Yeah, great question. And and it is, it started verbally and I was just lying, not because I was ill will or malintent. <clears throat> I said that I was building things for my family and I was... I just wasn't doing the things that were necessary to build my family at the same time. And I think that there's a misnomer or a misconception that there's 
Well, the, the definition of balance, like this is what most people are trying to get after. They're trying to find balance and they're trying to teeter on this point, the center point that doesn't exist. And they're trying to, you know, equally put effort on both family and business and health and like it that just doesn't exist. So throw away the idea completely. When I started to obsess, write down the things that I needed to do in my business. Sure. Write down the things that I needed to do in my marriage as a dad, in my health, and then like actually do them obsessively with discipline and focus and no excuses, that's when you start winning and like having what we call the exceptional life because it was just a choice. I was saying I was going to do those things. I was just spending all my time and obsession or my attention in one area. And okay, fine. There's seasons where I'm going to be more involved with the business or I can be more involved as a dad. There's going to be this ebb and flow, right? But ideally, I can go all in on all of these areas at the same time. And when I started really doing that, like really, 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 it is amazing the impact on the other side because my kids noticed, my wife noticed, my body noticed me taking care of my body, you know, (laughs) right? Yeah. What we focus on grows, period. And yes, there's a little bit of an idea that you, in order to be focused, you've got to kind of do one thing at a time. And I understand that. And I agree with that. That doesn't mean though that throughout my day I can't have multiple obsessions. Like I, I'm right here right now with Julie on this podcast, and I'm going all in. Right? I haven't thought about necessarily the the needs of my businesses that I have for the last 33 minutes while we've been, we've been recording. But that doesn't mean that when we get done with this, that I'm not going to go all in on whatever the next thing is. If that makes sense. It's more of the attitude of obsession. Yeah, and really intentional time blocking is what I'm hearing too, and making oh, yeah. your priority and your focus for that period of time, and then shifting focus into the next area. Totally, yeah. Intentionality. If there was ever just one word, it is intention or intentionality. That changes everything um, because you can't look yourself in the mirror and be honest if you're not being intentional. Absolutely. So, with that, of course, you've gotten great success in lots of different areas. But how do you define success? What does that look like to you? Yeah. Success for us is the exceptional life, capital T, E, and L, the exceptional life. Because for us, that's winning in all areas. And I've already kind of debunked the idea that you that you can win in all areas. You can have it all. For us, like maybe the road on how to get there is one, you have to come out of that isolation stuff that we talked about. You can't do the thing on your own. It's just not possible. It's been written in multiple books, you know, even in faith and and I can find in multiple chapters in the Bible, like it, this life is meant for community. Okay. So number one, you have to come out of isolation as a high functioning entrepreneur and you have to get around other people that are like you that are moving. Okay. Now, what do I do? I'm going to press into personal development and how I can build discipline and habits and I'm going to start moving the needle, becoming obsessed, like really dialing into my time management, like all these things that we've just been talking about. And then I'm going to apply them in business and finance, marriage and family, health, which is emotional and physical. I'm going to apply them in faith. I'm going to apply them in my lifestyle so that I have the exceptional life, which is winning in all of those areas all at the same time. 100%. And it's so powerful. And you feel much more imbalanced when you're winning in all the areas versus just one area and kind of going off on a tangent and leaving your family potentially behind. And it's like you have great success, but missing everything else. That's right. That's right. So what can people expect from you next? You've got amazing things happening, but what's next on your horizon? Yeah, um, there's going to be growth. Uh, I'm obsessed with growth in all areas. I think I've expressed that uh, clearly here. And so 
<clears throat> my family, my businesses, anything I put my hand to is always going to be focused on growth and helping people. The cool part about what I feel like I've been called to, one is legacy. And really for what that means for me is my family mixed with wealth and wealth meaning, yes, money, but the knowledge piece. And so for me, I'm dead focused on raising my children in a way to where they can not only build wealth like I am, but also know how to then keep it going. I'm obsessed with the idea of doing deals with my grandkids and me, like I'm forward thinking into three and four generations. And then the other part of it is bu building business disciples. And that's really where Gathering the Kings comes in. We're going to continue to grow the community. We want to help thousands of people across the country who are in this stuck place as an entrepreneur. They're just looking for a place where they can be themselves, be authentic, but yet want to grow. We call it grateful, but not done. And uh, so we're going to keep building people all across the country, helping them go influence their kingdoms. Like I just described to you, I'm doing for myself. I love it. And if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you tell them? This is a powerful, powerful question. Well, first off, I think that I would breathe courage into them. I would say that first off, it starts with you and it starts with belief. But belief's not enough. It won't get you there. It has to turn into faith, which is the actions, you know, that that follow your belief. And that can be taken into so many different respects. I mean, for me, my faith in God and how he's designed me plays a huge part into that. But for the, the attention of the world is like, hey, look, there's one shot here. It really comes down to you and then the six or so inches right here between your ears. And if you can get that right, if you can get connected in that way and then do it with other people who are like you, you can literally have anything that you want. Yeah, it can truly be unstoppable. I love it. So for people listening that are like, you know, I got to check this out. <laughs> Where can people find you online? How can they support your work? Yeah, absolutely. Gatheringthekings.com will give you a great uh, chance to take a look at some of the things that we've got going on. But then also you can find me on social, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, either Chaz Wolf or Gathering the Kings. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chaz. This has been so much fun and you're doing amazing things. So I really appreciate you being on today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And I want to tell your listeners one more thing here. If you can do one thing for Julie, if you can stop this podcast right now, go to Apple or Spotify and give her a five-star review because she's doing the work of a podcaster, a creator. She's getting great guests. She's bringing the good stuff to you guys. So give her a little like, give her a little comment on social media, go to the podcast platforms, give her a five-star review. It matters. I promise you it matters, especially if you're listening and you're thinking about getting your own podcast helping someone else who has a podcast are good seeds planted. Let me say it that way. So in addition to that, obviously, I think that you're doing amazing work with helping people with their podcasts. And so they should reach out to you for that reason as well. Thank you, Chaz. That's, I really, really appreciate that. Of course. And if you found value in this episode, please do share it. That's how people find us. And yes, I would love a five-star review if you find this awesome as I did. But you can find me at sevenfigurebuilder.com. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Been listening to the Seven Figure Builder Show with Julie Baronick. Julie cut her teeth consulting for Fortune 500 companies worldwide. 
And now, she's redirected that knowledge and power to support entrepreneurs like you. She focuses on relationship-based lead generation and the magic of podcasting. If you're looking to elevate your business through storytelling, branding, and efficient systems, well, you found your new home. It's what we do. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at 7 Figure Builder. Find the website at 7figurebuilder.com. And to learn how to automate your podcast with Julie, find that site at 7figurepodcastbuilder.com. See you next time on the 7 Figure Builder Show.